0: Welcome to Probing Gaia, where Steve and Joey are bending over, opening their third eye, and allowing the light of the Gaia network's consciousness-based content to fill them completely, changing them from the inside out and flowing onto you. Today we are probing into Escape the Matrix, The Illusion of Normal with David Ike. what you have to ask yourself <laughs> is that david
1: is david I like, because it kind of just sounds a little bit like um michael clane <laughs> but a little bit something else
0: i thought you were doing the uh the roadie from wayne's world 2 uh <laughs> where uh you know he's telling all the stories uh, and, stuff uh, <laughs> like that.
1: and then all i start is brown m&ms right And the shopkeeper and his (laughs) son had to beat the shopkeeper and his son to death with with their own own shoes.
0: shoes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The the shopkeeper and his son, they were a different story altogether. Yeah, yeah, altogether. I had to beat them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I handled the Bengal tiger with a can of mace. Oh, yeah. But the shopkeeper and his child (laughs) were a whole different story.
0: He had like a very heady way of talking. Like, yeah. I guess he was supposed to always be high. Yeah, just kind of somewhat in an
1: acid trip, <laughs> remembering things. Because, again, Ike's got the rheumatoid arthritis, so his hands are just everything. And the thumbs only go here, so
0: it's yeah. a lot of his, his thumb left to hand 90. Seems, his left hand seems sort of normal. The right hand's real Uh, yeah yeah real penguin from batman returns like well
1: yes uh my old wrestling coach his dad had it so bad and i've seen other people yeah where their fingers just go like 90 degrees down yeah and and massive knuckles and that's as far as they can go up it's just like like that it's like the guy i think in a napoleon dynamite when he's pulling the gun to shoot the cow
0: oh yes i think he's
1: got the same thing (laughs) we're talking
0: (laughs) about well and it's it's like the arthritis makes the knuckles and tissue start to rotate here like it's 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 weird it swells and then forces it
1: down yeah yeah and then pulls them out of alignment so that's why they're like always off to the side
0: yeah but uh which i mean that sucks for him i guess but used to be a used to be a footballer you know out there that was my Uh, reality and dream (laughs) uh uh welcome to probing gaia welcome Chispa ATX here in the chat at twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens where we are streaming our Monday night record live on twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens give us a twitch prime membership if you if you dare uh but Chispa ATX says probe them deep probe them hard thank you Chispa ATX uh and Eddie Balls is here too says hey boys hello Eddie Balls welcome to probing Gaia uh we are Maybe, maybe more like more like David Hike, huh? As in go take one, you know, right.
1: <laughs> he is uh, somewhat problematic.
0: <laughs> yeah, he uh, I did a little research on him. Yeah, because I had heard I've heard the name a billion times, mm-hmm. but never really knew other than he's a conspiracy theorist. I never really knew what he was known for. Right. And uh, so it was really we'll get into it. It was really illuminating. And yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and I mean, u- ultimately, he became well known again because of his controversial views on COVID. Right, right.
1: So, but yeah, um, he was blowing up during that, and then that just like took it up again a notch. And...
0: Blowing up just like, no, that's Australian. Uh, <laughs> blowing up just like my knuckles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: swelling to Hobbit, the size
0: of COVID nineteen. Nineteen.
1: <laughs> Looks like uh, a few beef Wellingtons all jammed in there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh I, when I looked up his um you know his young uh his big strapping son that he talked about right. in the in the story and he's like a singer, big singer songwriter now and I looked at him, he looks like a fucking douchebag. Right. Well, I'm <laughs> sure like a weird, like like if Joe Rogan was doing folk rock or something right. weird. It's really it's a very odd mix, but um a but, lot of stomp uh, clamp. Yeah, <laughs> <then, like>, stompers <just laughs> and jugs. All right, boys, let's give him the secret weapon. The old stomp clamp. <laughs> yeah God that like <laughs> oh, oh, that, that fucking trend in music in like the like just after the mid aughts when it was like yeah. the, everything was eleven big, 12. it it was the fucking you know not orchestra but big big uh yeah big yeah, loud uh, big band, like yeah. like um acoustic, not the guitar like acoustic but like big acoustic sound space as if you're in a a An old dance hall singing yeah or something like that, and it's uh where you try to make your band sound like there's 30 of you singing this kind of thing, you know? You know,
1: that song about the cat and fighting the bees. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Because, yeah, it's like the fucking, you know, I mean, the classic Stomp Clamp is the fucking, uh, that stupid fucking band that all the girls like, the two brothers, the... um, And then they sing that song, Hey, brother. What the fuck is that? Uh, Hey,
1: brother. I don't know about that.
0: Who's the fucking... I know there's like the. Um... Not the Thompson twins. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Wham. <laughs> yeah. uh, God damn it. Hey, brother. Oh, no, no that's Lawrence and the different, Machine. Different and then stars. there's
1: um, Avicii of Monsters and pop. Men. And then well, there's. there's... Folk rock
0: dickheads that um, they're like bearded flannel bro guys. Um, two folk rock brothers. I feel, I feel like such a fucking idiot. Uh, not the Yvette brothers, not the Bacon brothers. Uh, the Bacon bros. No, they're like, they were huge, huge fucking band. Like, they were all over the grant, like, you know, this was mid aughts and stuff. I don't ever remember two guys, but that's just uh, me. Uh, and they, I want to say they're like Irish or something like that. Uh, And I could walk <laughs> Well,
1: no, I'm joking, because one of the songs that's is, the I always forget the name of the band, but it it's about the forest fighting the bees and then the cats help yes. save the
0: day. What'd you say? Mumford and Sons. Mumford that and fucking sons, yeah. band. Oh, okay. is it, is that more than two people though, I thought? Thanks to my to my lovely wife Sarah. Uh Mumford and Sons. <laughs> uh I guess it's a few people, but I think I thought the yeah, two the two main dudes were brothers or some bullshit, but anyway, but yeah, the the kings of the stomp clap as you said. <laughs> and uh and yeah just that big that big sound uh which you know very very reactionary to you know rock post post hardcore all that stuff in the early 2000s where it was still very just ban- it's just about the band and then it became about everyone and
1: storytelling
0: know, being and a group yeah. well, it
1: just yet became the, the uber hipster thing and then spawned all the white women who wear cowboy brim hats that have no bends yes. and yes. brown boots
0: <laughs> uh uh also yes hey p matthew's also in the twitch.tv chat um but uh yeah oh happy
1: birthday to bo bandy oh today. yeah that's right yeah yeah happy birthday today bo bandy. only
0: um i sorry i've not caught up on our mutual threads yet but i did see that on facebook today reminded me yes of your birthday hope it is filled with meatballs and mozzarella out your yin yang um but yeah it's a monday night record we recorded no guts no glory the berserk podcast our other podcast that we uh switch off mondays for last week uh had a lot of fun doing that show beefy as i said on the show very beefy queefy episode that day but uh yeah, that was worth it. i
1: think once we passed two hours my brain starts to melt a little <laughs> i'm like that was like two and a half i'm like
0: uh, i don't know where i am <laughs> um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, very, uh, if, if anyone is not sold on that show yet, or that, yeah, that show, or the Japanese comic that it's based off, that episode is, like, probably has some of the most, like, important chapters uh, so far, so... Um, Oh, it's Azospaz. It's our buddy from Dananda. Oh, there we go. Figured out
1: technology.
0: He says, "Good day, fellas. Watching you is my Australian accent. Watching you as I'm pushing some dents down under. Hope to see you guys again in May. Uh, Yeah, we were hoping hoping he can come out for contact even maybe, but uh, he said he's going to try. Yeah, because contact is the end of May. That's true. Um, But uh, yeah, we are Joey and Steve. We have." a Patreon. It's called patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens. You can get two exclusive podcasts every month for only the $5 tier or higher. Uh, Make sure and listen to that other podcast I mentioned before. No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk podcast on your favorite podcast service on a separate feed than probing ancient aliens. Uh, Steve and I getting together tomorrow to watch uh, uh, Ernest Goes Goes to Africa. Africa, I don't know if Ernest saves Africa. I don't think he saves. I feel like
1: that'd be problematic (laughs) even back then. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> He's going uh, to go saving Africa. <laughs> now I've heard of this apartheid thing. Yeah. That seems like it could be a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> now I do you guys I,
1: need another country white guy to save everything down here. <laughs>
0: I'm just picturing the old lady character. Now, why don't you just yeah. take all of the dark mm-hmm. people and separate them from the white people? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the right all. thing to do. Yeah. Oh, hello
1: there, mister. <laughs>
0: Maybe I mean, if you you'd have time to call your
1: mother. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does the Julius Caesar. And then I went forth and had the high ground
0: in Egypt and was able to take the land <laughs> and move south. Oh, Because, <laughs> yeah, that, that part, that is one of the most baffling parts of any movie in Ernest, uh, scared, stupid, the Halloween yeah. Ernest movie, where he he basically has like a joke version of like dissociative identity disorder, where he becomes different historical characters or his historical just made up
1: characters too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's like a superpower of his, basically that that helps them fight off all the what do they call those things because
1: well, i think he's like yeah ripping through costumes or some yeah.
0: way to like battle them so he's it like, like inspires yeah, hype him up to, speech or yes something. It, it like yeah it inspires Get the high ground and the kids <laughs> to like be brave enough to fight back against these disgusting trolls or whatever but <laughs> if uh if you that i bet you I, anything that just that scene is on youtube so go search oh, i'm sure there. ernest scared stupid uh I don't know what you'd call it, multiple personalities, whatever, but um, but uh, head over to blackholesupplycompany.com company.com for all your probing aliens merchandise, disc golf disc, and disc golf apparel needs. Uh now with a physical location inside Cape and Cow collectibles at 9525 Garfield Avenue, suite C2, Fountain Valley, California, nine, two, seven, zero eight. Um, we usually have a segment here called Reaching for the Stars where we ask you little prolabstronauts out there to give us a five-star rating or higher on your favorite podcast service uh, or leave us nice reviews. Both are, are much appreciated. If it's uh, if it's nice, if it's five stars, we'll read it on the air and give you a shout-out, but none this week. Um, I just found a one-star review from November that I never really saw, criticizing our expertise on pyramids. <laughs> and Which, again, we- I can't tell if that's
1: ours or us reading what the right. ancient astronaut theorists are saying. Right.
0: And that we didn't, have, that our podcast isn't peer reviewed as, as most podcasts are peer reviewed.
1: <laughs> well, cause it says their information. That's why I'm like, are they talking about ancient aliens? Yes. As not being peer reviewed. I don't know.
0: Uh, yeah, it makes there, there are the occasional low rating reviews that make you wonder if they actually listen to the podcast or if they think that we are ancient alien show or something like that. Right, 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 right. Um, or the show Pro Bing, where we—it's an apologist show. It's a mini series where it was like seven episodes long, where we really just explained why Bing Crosby had to be as abusive as he did to his kids. Right, that's and why. well,
1: and and that's sponsored by being the search engine, and it's also why it's better than Google and yes. actually oh. it's just own algorithm that they never stole. Yes, Google al- algorithms.
0: Uh, we, got, uh, we got power there. Let's just say we got old Billy Gates right in our pocket. He's loving the content. He's loving the promotion. Oh yeah. So. yeah. Uh, in between his trips to to um little, what is it? Little James St. Island, island. Uh, Saint Little know. Saint James. There we go. It's the Epstein Island. <laughs>
1: <Sweet baby. laughs> or like our billboards. Oh, that's a tie right there. Is Sweet James the lawyer? Oh, okay. oh <laughs> yes. they went to James Island. Real convenient. huh <laughs>
0: uh, I almost said Little Tall Island, which Stephen King fans will know is the island where Dolores Claiborne and Storm of the Century take place. <laughs> uh, but uh, probably one person out there went. Well, Uh, Hey, how about that clap stomp, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love clamp stomp music. Yeah. I want all my music to sound like it's in a hall so that I can feel like I am there with them. Uh, Uh,
1: I also thought of something, two parts. One is Illuminati is the bad boys of Illuminati (laughs) or the Illumina Yesies instead of Illuminati. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Yeah, The Illuma (laughs) well-behaves. But uh, yeah, Santa... Never gives those guys, brings those guys gifts. They're always, yeah, you're always on the naughty list. <laughs> Illuminati list.
1: Illuminati list.
0: Uh, shocked. I mean, this is only one episode this of this David Ike show of 13. I watched uh, the second one, too. Oh, nice. Okay. You'll have some more insight than me. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I spent the rest of the time doing a little, uh, just a little cursory research. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, news... Um, I don't know. I feel like the biggest news recently is some of the ongoing UAP, uh, whatever Congress shit that's going on. They're starting to get into uh, like the interdimensional theory about where they're coming from. And like, I, and it, it's now crossing over into other podcasts that I listen to that I have no mm. following of alien stuff really. And which is pretty crazy. Cause they're like starting to to chat about it. Like, yeah, they're starting to say they might be interdimensional and that's the only way they can get that fight and all this like other stuff. And and just how, I mean, it, for us, this is like old hat, but it is it is crazy how crazy it's getting that this stuff is being talked about in the mainstream media at this yeah. point without without just being thrown out, right? Because it's, it's actually the Pentagon, like um, the Pentagon apparently was like pissed off or something that uh, that jellyfish UAP, you know, from a few weeks ago that was mm-hmm. uh, floating around uh,
1: no pun intended
0: they because usually they're like hey yes this is the tic-tac vid and we had a hand in it yes this this branch of the military you know was there was the navy that fucking had the nimitz vid or whatever the fuck it was but they were like we adamantly have no clue what that is <laughs> like they're like we we do not claim to know what that is uh we haven't seen that before and uh and it was interesting because it was only available or it was only visible on um certain uh spectrum it was like, frequencies, yeah, of temperature
1: frequencies or
0: yeah, right thermal or something. And, and something else so um which is really weird uh, I, there are some people saying it's a smudge on the lens and i'm like it didn't look like a sponge it's a sponge <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah,
0: smudge <laughs> bob. bob flight over, no. flighting over um yeah. just enjoying <laughs> some of your flights while floating over a military base but um i also think that it's so it is so stable looking that you could fake it too but then when the pentagon was like we have no clue what the fuck that is um because you, you, if they thought it was fake usually they would say, probably say this was right, right, or right, something right. but um so yeah it's it's uh it's it's oddly become all the uap congress stuff like this it seems like it's always on like the taps always flowing right now like like as yeah. if they're just like in session every day, five days a week, every week. Orbell or posted something
1: about coming tonight, more disclosure or something. Yeah.
0: Coming tonight.
1: Yeah. These <laughs> closers are coming off and just my panties are staying on.
0: Measers I'm taking off yeah. these closers.
1: Misa say i going to yeah. come. said <laughs> can blow your loads. <laughs>
0: Hey, it's New York Jaja. Ja. Yeah. You <laughs> can blow your load for all you, I care. <laughs>
1: These guys.
0: Um, we, uh, uh, this could be part of how you do it, Steve, how you enjoy it. But we are going to my wife, uh, her brother, uh, brother's wife, and my in-laws are going to Italy. And uh, one of those locations will be Lake Como. Um, and oh, where
1: the pedophile... Um- old batman lives
0: yes exactly just uh, just to john cloning <laughs> um but uh, there is w- one of the big villas on one of the things como looks like the um the inside of a peace sign where it's the three lines that meet in the center right. and so uh on one of the like the kind of center um like like if it was a person to be like their crotch basically uh there's a villa which is where some, some one James Bond film, you know, scene film was filmed, and it's where um, Anakin and Padme in Attack of the Clones, they're in that beautiful villa, and it's where the fucking meme comes from, where they're out in the grassy field overlooking right. this, this water and these mountains, and it's the, you know, you said something, something, right? And then he just smiles or, you know, whatever that whole. Meme. But you're not going to do it, right? Right. You're not yeah. <laughs> but uh, the best are the ones that like the image just changes <laughs> into whatever she's worried about <laughs> or like he grows, yeah, Anakin grows tits or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's but, no uh, white
1: Wednesday, but you still wiped, right? Right.
0: Yeah. You still
1: wiped. <laughs>
0: um, But uh, yeah, it'll be fun uh, to see that. But yeah, we're going to Lake Como, Florence and Rome. Uh, That'll be from the 16th to the 28th. So maybe we can. 28 or something. Yeah. So February. Okay. Um, but, uh, excited for that. Um, I don't know any other news that's newsworthy. I was just gonna
1: say, yeah, the jellyfish stuff. So, I don't think anything outside of that uh, has been popping off too much lately.
0: Well, then we get to move on to a little segment we called How You Doing, Steve? How You Doing, Joey? It's self explanatory, but it is where we ask each other, How We're Doing. <laughs> how You Doing, Steve?
1: I'm doing okay. Uh, yes, uh, Finally got all the official paperwork. I mean, I guess technically a background check is happening, but I don't think that's too crazy. But starting a new position, so I kind of buried the lead
0: there for a little bit. Got the paperwork filed, the background check. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> could be a lot of things. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, so that will be starting February fifth.
0: Nice. Again, knock on wood. I
1: don't think anything else should happen, but offer the job and the date. So. Uh, excited to have that. So now I can actually have a couple of weeks to relax and right. not, uh, Without worry, worry about as getting much. A job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can walk into that office with a big boom box with the, I don't want to work. I don't, I just want to bang on the drums all day. Right. 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 Blaring on repeat up there. But, and then they
1: asked me to leave. And that was at McDonald's. That <laughs> <It> was <laughs> even when I got to the job.
0: <laughs> you guys ever heard Jack FM before?
1: What? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to leave. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I guess play this song.
0: <laughs> a lot of um, a lot of Jack FM listeners, I would say, are now older, middle-aged dads. Oh and yeah. Therefore, a, a lot of like uh, yeah, like kind of the vibe you were just putting out—the angry drunk, um, you know, because that was always taller, Jack kind of alt-righty kind of dad, you know, like yeah, yeah, oh but yeah. Like sure. the most chill music, of course. That's the right, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah just pure like pop music of the yes. last twenty years
0: <laughs> one night in Bangkok, maybe 30. I, love song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, I love when they go to Cabazon in the song.
0: yeah
1: <laughs> get all the deals. oh yeah um so yeah, so that's nice uh excited for the location I will not uh reveal here, but uh working again uh with a lot of items I've worked with in the past, so nice should be good and then yeah i mean it's just been rainy the past couple days here (laughs) fleshlight.com he's He's the new site it's quite wild uh and then yeah have a disc golf tournament at la mirada playing the old two courses for one uh layout so what
0: do they call that the golden
1: the golden state layout so they have two 18 hole courses for everyone out there that they merge into one giant 18 hole course so our drivers will be uh practicing for that here in the coming weeks as well and
0: yeah why don't you why not you throw a roller man
1: yeah why don't you throw a roller
0: thank you homeless gentleman who yes. lives in the park
1: <laughs> yeah weird guru who then <laughs> dissolved into the grass yeah. <laughs> it did rain that day uh but yeah outside of that nothing too wild thankfully so how how are you doing charles
0: Uh, I'm good Um, school started back up Uh, not sure if I said that the last episode oh it was about I think it was about to start that week Um, back at my internship Um, and uh, also as some savvy twitch viewers might have noticed so far or if they're listeners to uh, no guts no glory uh, the camera is now facing an entirely different direction so I am now in the bookcase that i was building behind me so i used to be facing that wall that you see and uh, in a couple weeks there'll be a couch and some shelves with cool collectible stuff uh one of my giant um renaissance martial arts manuals fighting manuals will be on there and it will be a little more interesting to look at but uh right now there's just the the flying keys from the harry potter movie and uh i think a picture of um what is it? The scream, but it's Hogwarts castle. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those.
1: We'll figure it out. And I totally forgot, but I was at Matt's house the other day and I forgot your license plate, hand painted alien uh, framed.
0: Oh, item
1: is still there.
0: Oh, that's right. jeez, Yeah. I forgot about that.
1: So to consider for the wall. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, oh, and uh, Eddie ball says uh, in the chat, shout out to black hole supply. Uh, bought some discs months ago, five out of five, everything.
1: Oh, there we go. Thank you. Thank you
0: um but uh and then yeah i got these nice new mic arms um this white white oh did you
1: yeah you got the ones with the built-in cords or whatever yeah
0: it can go in here and so it's it's nice like it's it's um it's a lot less you know the wires are pretty much all up and then going behind the computer and all that stuff well hidden so and i built this um i mean i built the whole thing and then i got the little desk i'm on custom milled um and uh yeah it's worked out really nice and and it's going to, it's kind of like the last room. I mean, we have one more room upstairs that kind of is like, not unfinished. It's a guest room, but it's just pretty basic. Um, you know, Callie, my my German Shepherd's crate is in there. But uh, Thick Nick slept there the other night, actually, because he had to oh. come to work up here. He lives about an hour and a half away. So he had to come into work the next morning. But old Carl, the living Pino, uh, had covid so he didn't want to stay he, uh, he usually okay. stayed at his parents house who live okay too, so um but yeah he just randomly uh slept the other night but yeah, this will be kind of a mostly an office but a possible guest room too if uh you know someone was drunk or something and had to yeah uh sleep <laughs> he here. mean if i God, live there, kill, kill, a there. Child, <laughs> kill a child on the on the way home but uh the living carl no the living pino carl uh hot carl the living pino he uh has stated that um, he doesn't he likes my house because I try to entertain here uh, a decent amount and uh, he likes my house but it's just really far man I certainly don't drive that far you know he literally lives eight miles away <laughs> like it's like
1: yeah well he, he I, again why he doesn't like certain disc golf courses due to the hills I'm right. sure he feels it's far due to all the
0: stoplights it is and but uh, Thick Nick his son assured me that it's not that it's far it's that it's too far when he wants to drive drunk home well that so, too yeah because my mom's house is only like three miles away
1: <laughs> well and they, she also has an a freeway where i feel like if, if if you're in a pinch it's nice being close to a freeway because you can zip on and zip off right
0: um but um yeah but uh, and then speaking of uh the living pino I talked to actual pino I mentioned this on no guts no glory last week I gave a quick recap but figured that our regular probing uh probing verse our prolapse or nots out there would be uh even more interested because of all the history of pino so I haven't talked to my dad and uh, five years it's 2018 ish and uh well i mean yes it's about five because it was towards the end of 2018 so um not please get this. to the alien content yeah, now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i want to hear about italian men <laughs> um but uh but yeah he uh he called me on uh my birthday right as uh steve and his wife were coming in t- uh to the little party we were having and uh this was at 6 p.m on a friday night which <laughs> he lives on the east coast uh no,
1: it was, oh, no, was your money. literal
0: birthday that day. Yeah. Yeah. It was my literal birthday and then also uh Dorsch Corner's going away party. So um, but uh I I I texted him back. I was like, hey, like I I will talk to you soon. Let me let's let the holidays you know die down a little bit. It's busy. So uh a week from today, a week back from today, so last Monday, um I had a dream to talk to my father. It was Martin Luther King Day uh and um i texted him i said hey i have some time if you want to talk and he said i have some time right now too so we talked and you know i'm not going to go into an hour and 45 minute you know conversation word for word but i was do you think he
1: like like likes me i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was like twirling, twisting the fucking phone cord so much like (laughs) like started losing getting numb you know because you get it so tight and like whatever yeah Yeah. Uh, (laughs) wow what a fucking sense memory because I, I remember doing that out of just like ocd like twisting the phone cord until my finger would well, like uh, or like my brother's red, puffy you know and then i would untwist it
1: well and my brothers would so just hard. be a tangled mess no matter because yes. every time you pick yes. it <laughs> up and put it down just twisting nonstop. Mm-hmm. and every six well, months you just had to let it ring out and yes, untwist yeah. it so.
0: <laughs> and you're like yeah you're stretching it walking across the room with it all the time and whatever but uh <clears throat> um but anyway uh I was, overall, I was pleasantly surprised, I pleasantly shocked that he was very open to to me being extremely open, because I kind of treated it as like, not that I was planning on it being, but I, I treated it like I was a therapist and he was a client, but with, you know, still like 10-20% me mixed in, um, and i kind of came up with a strategy about how to do it with my um therapist uh, a couple days before so that i wasn't doing all the heavy lifting because that's one of my criticisms with our relationship is that i have always done all of the heavy lifting emotionally and everything too so um i we I, I let him talk uh as he does which you know he he he's a surface level guy he's starting to not be which is good but he's a surface level guy and i had to kind of let him just get acclimated by talking about stuff like surface like oh this is what's been going on here's about the stuff with my health like blah 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 and uh as if we had never stopped talking before but i was patient uh i had um uh sarah there for emotional support and also in case in case i like forgot anything big if she thought i was like wrapping up the call and i didn't get something out that i really wanted to she was gonna like write it on a little uh, was he on speaker format. then he was or was yeah. she just was okay and uh and so um And I also didn't want to have to explain the entire thing (laughs) to her. Yeah, well, so she was kind enough to do that. But uh, but yeah, I was um, uh, I I was in a really good headspace the whole time. I I walked away from the conversation uh, feeling like I left nothing on the table that I really, really wanted to say. Um, And I also was very balanced where I was telling him. You know, I would generally frame things like, hey, I'm not trying to make you feel bad when I tell you this story that I'm going to tell you, but, uh, this story that whatever that you know, this concept, this pattern, this behavior, um, really affected me negatively in these ways. Right. So I was reporting it. I was having my emotionality there, but not like being emotional because I didn't want him to feel like I was just fucking, you know, dumping on him or whatever, but, uh, speaking of hot carls but uh uh, (laughs) but i also wanted him to to uh fully get me and like my my honest self right so and everything i said he fucking owned up to he apologized for uh and and the big change on and honest like i mean i i talked about it on the show that back then but like he texted me he was getting a heart transplant back in february of 2023 and he was about to be rolled into surgery in a half hour. And he texted me, um, you know, and, and uh, saying he was, you know, sorry for anything he'd ever done. He wants this rift to be fixed and all that stuff. And I told him, hey, I want the rift to be fixed too. You, you contact me when you're feeling better and we'll talk. And then he didn't text me until or call me until my birthday, you know, a few weeks ago. So I was irritated about that too. I told him that as well. But uh, long story short on that part too. He actually was kind of forced to go to therapy to multiple types of therapy because I guess when you're a heart transplant recipient, there's a huge amount of guilt that comes in because it's somebody usually that's a pretty young person that just died like the day or two before, right? and you're taking their heart, and then a lot of people have this desire to like contact the family and all this. And so there's a lot of mandatory stuff. Um, so he went to you know group therapy for a while and then single therapy for a while. And was working with social workers, so you know I was talking to him about you know my career change and stuff and going back to school. So, uh, but he he started to realize that if you don't deal with uh, unmet emotional needs, physical needs, and and trauma from your upbringing, then you just keep repeating the cycles, usually of the your parents that that instilled those in you, or you know the generational stuff or the your cultural upbringing or whatever. Until you really realize I got to critically think about myself and what happened to me or I'm just doomed to repeat this stuff. And so he really started to see like, nope, I totally see how my dad did this and I totally reacted this way when I was a kid. And then that's how I was a father to you. And that wasn't fair to you. Like, so hearing that stuff was really powerful. I was really, you know, as 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 much as I was telling him things that were that had made me angry or made me feel you know terrible about myself or caused complexes in my life or whatever. Um, I, I also told him like how much I appreciated him saying those things. I have is the most real conversation I've ever had with him, which was nice. So, and he, he, I asked him, I said, why I said it, I said it also was kind of insulting that you didn't call me after in those 11 months between your heart transplant and now. Right. And he said, uh, which I appreciated. He said, uh, a phrase I never thought I'd heard him say because it's a pretty emotionally mature p- phrase. He said, "He's like, well, I really needed that time to process everything that was going on with me, so that I can then process how I wanted to like restart our relationship, Go forward. right?" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, okay, like uh, that totally actually makes sense, <laughs> you know, on an emotional level." And so at least you know, and now now I know, right? So, uh, so yeah, I told him we ended the conversation like you know, good. I was like, Hey, let me just process all of this and I'll, I'll hit you up soon and we can talk again or we'll start a family thread or whatever. So that's kind of where we left it so far. He then butt dialed me the next day. He's like, uh, yeah, he wrote, sorry, trimming a tree. Is that a
1: euphemism for something?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, um, uh, he did, uh, oddly though, talk about, um, I talked about how, how much it hurt that like my interests were not, cared about by either of my parents any of my parents and then so you know I was a big video gamer I was into you know like books way above my um kind of emotional age and uh you know nerding out about movies and tv shows and comics and stuff but uh that's kind of just what I did by myself because my parents didn't understand that stuff and so when I was talking about video games I was like you know I still play video games to this day it's one of my main hobbies and uh and I follow the industry and all that stuff. And I said it really sucked when, you know, I I wanted a couple times to talk about something I was interested in. You guys were totally dismissive. You know, my mom too at various times. And not once did you guys ever take an interest and sit down and go, "Hey, what is this game you're playing? Oh, this looks interesting. What is this? Can I play with you? Can I? Can I just watch or what? I never had that once. And then I see my my younger siblings. You know, oh. We got, we got them, um, an N64 and we're playing Mario party with them every night for fucking months. And it's just shit like that. You know, it's like, cool. Thanks guys. Like, you know, video games are pretty fun. I'm like, at that point I was like, yeah, I know I've been fucking playing them for 14 years (laughs) or whatever, you know? But, uh, but he, he then talked about my other brother, um, from, you know, him, my half brother from him and my stepmom. And, uh, (laughs) he was trying to be nice, but he was like, you know, yeah, your brother, uh, he's a lot like you too. Cause he loves video games. He's playing with people all over the world stuff. And you know, I was always in the camp. I like, yeah, that's kids shit. You, sh- you shouldn't do that shit. Once you're, you're past a kid. And I was like, okay. Like, and, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and he's like, but you know, it's pretty popular. You know, I was like, yes, I know. Anyway, I, that was towards the end. And I was like, he, he, you know, he got a pretty good grade on this whole thing. I'm going to let this, he, he was, he was trying to be nice, but he just was still being very insulting about <laughs> my interest, but still, um that's that is a generational thing that i can just let slide it's not a big deal but um but anyway so uh yeah overall went well i felt kind of a big it's not like a big weight off my shoulder because i wasn't even like i wasn't dreading it i would it just made me tired to think about doing because i'd done so much work to stop needing his input or guidance or anything in my life right and so i just gotten used to you know being being my own dad basically and uh and so it was kind of like well now i got to fucking open this whole thing again and start from scratch but but i am i am ultimately glad i did so um it no. could be uh, i i i was saying so I, I don't feel like a big weight off my shoulders but i definitely feel like just generally stronger and more more like like more confident and i think because it was such a i said literally like two dozen things that i've been wanting to say to him for a very long time but i said them in a productive and you know emotionally honest but still kind way i didn't i didn't sit there and fucking yell at him or rant at him you know and and, yeah uh, and so and so i feel good about that too so because if this was like five years ago it would have been a very different conversation so right 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 uh, well
1: and as someone who's lost their father i would say it's good you had this conversation in the way that you did because yeah yeah when someone's gone i mean it's stupid and all the time but when they're gone they're gone right you, there's no you just live in a land of oh, what if w- you know maybe i could have said that maybe i should have said that what if i did that you know all those things oh you so break up to connect that way uh <laughs> it's good because then now at least you can say you've done it and figure out how it moves forward
0: yes sorry i'm catching up because you uh turned into a robot for a second yeah. so you said you live I, it was like you live in a land and that, <laughs> and i'm assuming you said that you live in a land of what ifs when you're in that situation right
1: right 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 right. so what ifs, what it could have showed us all those things so you know the fact that you were able to at least talk to him about them uh, yeah yeah whether it goes anywhere from here you know at least that's done yeah. and you can put that to rest
0: yeah exactly like in and uh it's um you know I was talking to my therapist about it after you know, a couple of days after and she was like she's like where do you have any goals of where you want it to go and I was like honestly no like I'm I'm but I at least am like not hopeful but I am open to at least a future where my dad is a part of my life more again because again to be fair to him he seemed to have done a lot of work oh and I and I also heavily inc- I told him how mo- like multiples I was like, I would appreciate as your son having this conversation with you where you have had all of these epiphanies about your life and kind of existence in general and and cycles and family systems and stuff. Uh, I would really encourage you to keep going proactively to therapy <laughs> because you will only start to feel even better about yourself and it will only improve our communication because I don't want to restart a relationship where we're just having small talk and you're just kind of talking at me and I'm listening. Right. And so he's like, no, no, that's probably, that's a good idea. You know? So he was, again, he was very, um, very amenable and, uh, was very vulnerable and very, you know, he said, he pretty much said, you know, most of the things I'd hoped he'd say, which I was very surprised with. So, um, just no. feel a little lighter overall. And, and yeah, you, you said that a while back, uh, what you were kind of just saying. And then about Bob Andy as well. He told me, he's like, Hey, like <laughs> I, you know, once, uh, I think Bob Bandy, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm butchering, I think he reconciled with his dad just before his dad passed away. Mm. And so he was very glad that he at least, you know, put their differences aside and, you know, right, right. Uh, uh, rekindled their, <laughs> their
1: old love in flames. Yeah. exactly. <laughs>
0: But um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, he lives on the other side of the country, um, and uh, we will see. You know how a well Harris comes.
1: has some family over there, so if, you know for That's whatever. That's probably reason, it's a combo trip.
0: If when it'll happen, um, I'm I'm going to see him at the very least in May when my sister oh, gets right. married. So, um, are they what, getting a real venue Baltimore
1: for that night? now, or is that still at some shitty house?
0: <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> at yeah it is at her fiance's dad's house so yeah
1: so some shitty house okay yeah. <laughs>
0: um but uh but yeah so yeah she's she's somehow planning on fitting a hundred people back there in that backyard it's really
1: it's and it, well that's another that's patreon right there yeah. um <laughs> i
0: will I will, I will end it i recovering my <laughs> sister yeah, <family>. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i mean more the rants of just how ridiculous because i could go on and on but i will say the problem isn't that many people in the house it's bathrooms and parking i'm gonna leave I it at that that's the two things house. she's guaranteed not thinking about
0: yeah they, yeah so it'll be and i haven't talked to her much about it so i'm not sure because as far as i knew up until a couple weeks ago they were planning on doing it somewhere else um but apparently his um his dad got very like bummed out by that and so they oh, you know, like felt hurt that you know i don't know oh. but there's all old dynamic there. I don't.
1: Everybody but... hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but anyway, yeah. So uh, we will see how it goes. And uh, yeah, overall, I'm just, I'm pretty happy with how it came out. And I'm proud of how, proud of how I handled it. Because it was like, uh, it kind of felt like my future higher self that I had always hoped to be has now merged with my current self. Because I was just like. I've spent years in therapy with, you know, the relationship with my dad was one, one of the main kind of topics all the time. So it, uh, yeah, it feels, it feels like a nice, you know, uh, not being able to forget, but, or, but kind of forgive at least a lot of the past, knowing that he understands his role in it and wants to move forward too. So, so yeah. Um, now it's ike daddy. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you have other stuff. No, no, no. Um, I don't think so, but, uh, yeah, David Ike. So uh had you what was your experience with David? So Icke? yeah, so I had What was your first date like with him?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, David fingered me um
0: with it only his knuckle. Uh no, I'm exposed was... at uh, making the dog shadow puppet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even the shot. Yeah. I'm still we- doing the fucking Aussie. <laughs> <I can't laughs> get out of it. Now, what, we English- we
1: call them Australians down here, right. and <laughs> we'll kind of go into a Michael Caine a little bit, and then that helps you yeah, get it into to little, yeah exactly. I got you a little it. twang in there and Cockney, but not all the way. Yes. Now we call is, them most,
0: most comedians. They're like the trick for axes is just you have to just pick a celebrity, right, and it will all click, and then you can offshoot to your own right. Movie. Start to drift yeah. a little. Yeah. yeah.
1: We call dogs pooches. <laughs>
0: Classic Brit slang.
1: Yeah. And, hey, you know, going to take the pooch out for a little bit of wanky stonk. I, you know what we're all about here.
0: <laughs> Poachers and wanky stonk. God, I yeah. can't. <laughs> <laughs> just wanky Don't
1: camp. mind my friend. He's I just will. a criminal from that shitty continent way down south. Sorry, Mr. Azika. No,
0: I like that okay. it's like shadow puppets now that are like, <laughs> right. or, or socks no. and that are talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I'm talking about poach out all yeah. about this week. Oh, <laughs> we Thank <laughs> you, Mike. Uh, let's see. So I think it was during COVID. My wife had watched something, and then we, because he was going on about, because he's like a big, uh, obviously, alien, metaphysical, but then like lizard people. And then he joined something called the Freedom Network, or oh. it was something that I used to get emails for all the time, because we signed up. Yeah. And it was this, oh, that's what it was. It was this American guy who lived in England who was like, seemed like a normal talk show guy, but he's high energy. And he was like basically a Q type person and started his own network, Okay, which was supposed to be open for the David Ikes because David Ike got deplatformed because of what he was saying about COVID and all these people. And I'm sure it's crumbled because I didn't see when the show aired, but I'm assuming it's new.
0: Yeah, I don't it's, know. it's a new show, I think. So he's now
1: on Gaia, which would have been a competing network. So yeah, that thing must have fizzled. I can't remember what the fuck that guy's name was, but yeah, David Icke would just, yeah, going on about conspiracy theories and all that kind of stuff, and, and I watched the second episode too, and that's where he gets dangerous, because he is talking about science, but also the metaphysical stuff and all these other things that it's like, oh, he's not like... Because I think it was a good comparison to say he's kind of like Alex Jones, but Alex Jones is like meathead high energy yeah, yeah, crazy stuff where this guy's like the British like calm sounds intelligent and is talking about other things <laughs> that are interesting unfortunately because yeah, yeah. he has other problematic views I feel like he's also a holocaust denier but I could be wrong about that
0: too. he uh well he did get right ra- so some some fun facts about him he has been banned from 26 European countries <laughs> uh right and um, the fr- I think the first one was the Netherlands that made a bunch of news because he specifically, specifically because they felt he was a threat to human health, like international right. health, because he was spreading misinformation about COVID. Yeah. I also did not realize, I don't think he's the guy that invented it, but he definitely was the mouthpiece for the 5G signal wave wow. being what caused COVID and caused <laughs> other... Mutations issues, and yeah. uh health problems IG. and so uh which i mean then you just look back to you know contact the desert and the the vendor area and you see like multiple booths that have these devices that block five G, yeah. you know harmful i you know five ig 5g horrible instagram ways but well and that's even what a uh, medallion man was exactly going on was about
1: in some of those rants and at shows and stuff That burp wasn't peer-reviewed Steve okay
0: we'll have to fix it in post (laughs) these are the vagaries of
1: live streaming folks it happens (laughs) but yeah I feel like vagary (laughs) as I said I'm over a million dollars in debt and (laughs) uh yeah Wilcock and David Ike I think in the same room would be interesting I feel like Wilcock's ego though is still just Yes. so ginormous he wouldn't let it happen
0: well now now watching david ike and and this first episode is about his own personal history yeah uh a little you know mini bio- autobiography i'm i started to realize oh wilcock is trying to uh, be a copycat of david ike like he's trying to be yeah. like the american david ike
1: hey guys i'm playing soccer <laughs> Yeah, i can't because i have arthritis in my feet I have arthritis in my forehead, <laughs> uh,
0: but the, <laughs> it starts like drifting a different way. And in Well,
1: instead of rheumatoid, it's rheumatoid. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, affecting my skull right here and <laughs> causing some bulges.
0: Also uh, on the record, I did not say the R word. I said rheumatard, not re- oh, fuck. <laughs> now I'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I I didn't, uh, I, I kept, him. I didn't, re- I, I, kept him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't realize how influential he has been because he, he's like the, he, he is very, to be fair to him, he's, uh, and what you were saying, he was very level headed seeming. He has a calmer energy. He was a sports broadcaster for many years. For that yeah, year. I didn't realize he'd been but around he, for so long. Yeah. So he's, He's much more professional than your um, uh, Wilcox and your, like, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, you know, Salah. What was his first name? It was, it was something oh, like yeah, the big just eyes. eyes but, uh, yeah. You know, him or Tom's out, whatever the fuck. But um, all very similar guys. But Ike is very uh, refined um, for sure, which I think helps him get his point across and why people yep. take him seriously because.
1: Yeah, he's learned because he was literally on the BBC,
0: yes, like, <laughs> as a broadcaster,
1: and then was deplatformed yeah. platformed
0: from there. Yeah, uh, he was he's a professional, you know, footballer. Um, but then he said, like, you know, uh, I think he said he got an injury or or his career ended in when he was like twenty five or something, and then he had money, and so he started going on. Well, these- that was when the arthritis kicked in early in his oh, life, that's right? And yes. he was like, and I had to give it up. That was the injury. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then he started going on these journeys uh you know what what eventually became like even ayahuasca journeys but he was going to like South America and you know like for Peru and like all this stuff looking at ancient sites which that was pretty glossed over. It's like why did you where's the story about or at least the the qualifying sentences about why you were into that and wanted to go kind of thing too. Mm-hmm. So and also the format of this show is literally just him talking at a camera. Yeah and there's, and there's a little chair a little green screen window, you know, next to him that's showing visual aids for his stories. But, um, also it would have done a little more for the credibility of the show that he didn't call himself, you know, David His little crawl says David Ike author and renegade.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Huge penis hammer.
0: Very douchey. But, um, but you really can get sucked into just like the metaphysical stuff. And, and, uh, he, he seems like a level headed person. Um, he's very into in the very beginning and I'm sure he continues, uh, of, you know, the world and the, the powers that be tell you what real what normal is in our shared reality, but, and then yeah. there, anything else is considered, uh, paranormal, uh, right. and he says that many times and, um, but he's like, he's like, but, uh, but you'll find that what's paranormal is again, I have to do Michael Caine, like you said, or I keep lapsing <laughs> the Australian. Paranormal uh, is actually more normal than what they tell us normal should be, um, and you know he has these little spikes of like, oh boy, this is kind of QAnon shit, or it's right, getting, right, and then he goes back to being pretty charming, a and more normal. normal, and whatever, yeah. and and uh, back to the Australian again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, he. Yeah, he goes from normal, paranormal, he starts talking about his life and his journey into um, ultimately what seems to be multiple encounters with um, kind of invisible electromagnetic forces entering his body and sometimes staying there for a long time. So it was like in, in his 20s, basically, it sounds like, um, or 30s or something. He said the first time that he experienced it, he was with his young, his son when he was young, you know, big strapping, uh, you know, uh, big strapping lad, and he, now he's a you know big sing a songwriter or whatever, but, um, he, they were going into, to to get lunch somewhere. His, um, he couldn't find his son. His son was in the fuck like magazine area or some bullshit reading something. (laughs) In the fuck magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In the back in the area, area. back yeah. in the area with the those holes about waist high in the walls. Yeah. <laughs> glorious, yeah. I you, glorious. Yes. Uh, and back in those days they didn't even sand in the hole or have tape, duct tape around them. <laughs> they were just raw dogging it, in and in. Uh, lots of chafing, of course. But um he he walked through the door and felt like stopped by this um weird, buzzy, you know, electric feeling going through his body. And he was still a complete like skeptic at that point. Uh, and then ev- eventually he had multiple t- other times that he had this feeling. And then he got put in, in touch with like, um, well, psychic healer or something, right? Yeah. Tell me if I'm yeah. skipping something. No,
1: well, his son then joined the band and is a founding member of MGMT, and that's where the song electric field comes. From.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah, so- <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl.
1: <laughs>
0: well, and Ike worked for, for Disney and he channeled yeah. this energy into the electrical parade. That's on. The exactly. Movie, you know, yeah. Yeah. uh, <laughs> Little known facts. Yeah. Digging my poochie on swing. Uh, you know, the caterpillar sound. The <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>. I actually drove that every night. Single show, didn't miss a single one seven days a week. Uh, you know, about 100 nights <laughs> with the uh, spring kind of time.
0: <laughs> and even, even with the tickets being cheaper those days it was yeah. still a lot of money on Walt's dime you know uh oh at super quick i've forgotten how you do it i did uh we we hung out with um uh and mcgillen last night oh because right of action boys live show uh which was hilarious but also one of the three action boys was sick and couldn't go to the show St- Ryan Stanger, who I literally made a hoodie for in the hopes that he would see it or there'd be like picture mm. opportunities. But, um, and I, uh, one of the movies they covered for, um, Shadow Wolves, which is just their higher tier where you get an extra podcast a month about a not really an action movie, but a movie they all like or are interested in. So they did Rain Man uh, a couple months ago for the Shadow Wolves movie. And, uh, I, if, I Have you seen Rain Man at all? Uh like once a while ago. Yeah, it's fine. it's uh it's so whatever. This is a spoiler for a nineteen eighty 1980, nineteen eighty eight Best Picture <laughs> Academy Award winning movie Rain Man, where Dustin Hoffman plays an autistic uh, brother of Tom Cruise, who's like a salesman guy. And the uh, spoiler alert again, if you don't want to hear the fucking main crux of the movie, uh, you know, skip away. Skip to about thirty seconds from now, but um they're it's a road trip movie they're tra- they're in a motel and uh Tom Cruise's character never knows why um his brother Raymond was taken away at a very young age and he never saw him again like he didn't even know he had a brother because he was only like one or two when um they took him away so he's he's drawing a bath in this motel the water is very steamy and he's trying to get Raymond to take a bath and Raymond sees the steam <laughs> coming off the water and he freaks out and he's like no no hot water burn baby hot water burn baby and you find out that he accidentally burned tom cruise's character as a baby trying to help give him a bath like a big brother Mm. would so they sent him off to a really nice kind of asylum to live forever so that he couldn't hurt charlie babbitt who's his brother and uh and stanger became obsessed that he still talks he can't stop thinking about hot water burn baby (laughs) so i literally took those i went to like hobby lobby and bought the iron on right right. like varsity layers and and did hot water burn baby but then he wasn't even there that night so uh it was a bummer but have to go to the next show but uh always always interesting to hang out with um with uh, yes but um anyway uh back to ikey wikey um uh, not to be confused with uh, Ike Eisenhower, the right. uh, president and the,
1: the old Pete and movie. Pete <laughs> reference yes, where yeah. he got the, the marshmallow oh. Eisenhower stuck <laughs> in his nose. And I didn't even know who Ike Eisenhower
0: was until that yes. show.
1: Yes. I, thought I was like, because I'm like a general or something or this. And I was like, oh, I guess he's president.
0: <laughs> and he eventually had to build up the static with his feet and touch the doorknob to yeah, and have the exploded. energy to blow it out of his yeah. nostril. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking show the last of the the third of the three seasons still is not available because of music licensing issues. Um. And I'm like, it's so fucking dumb. Like I said, so yeah, anyway, but, um, but yeah, back to Ikiwaki. So he, uh, yeah, he, he starts feeling this energy and I think he said at one point it was like staying around with him off and on for like a year or something like that. So then he contacted but- this psychic, a psychic healer,
1: in a foreign land. Cause it wasn't yes. in Europe. Right. Or something. Yes.
0: And, and, uh, so he goes there, but he didn't want to tell her about this presence that he felt around him. And, um, he, which, which he says, as he learned later, this electromagnetic energy, we feel like sometimes it feels like a, a spider web on your face or like, it's the static surrounding you. Yeah. It's, it's the effect of when one reality is encroaching on another. Right. So, Uh, Which, you know, we've heard on ghost shows, we've heard from Anthony Peaks, like, whatever, all sorts of paranormal stuff. And uh, he, uh, so he never told her about this presence, but then, and she was just doing the psychic healing on his, like, arthritic knee and, like, all that stuff. And and then she tells him out of the blue, this is where it gets a little douchey, because it's like, basically, she gave me that I'm gonna be the savior of humanity speech, like, she said, you are going to provide the message that will change the world and one man cannot change the world but one man can spread the word that will yeah, change like talk about it or something yeah. yeah and uh so i was like okay but oh, I'm jesus Christ, and you know i don't i don't actually like automatically not believe him but i really wonder how this story actually played out i'm sure there are elements of truth here but right you know, or it was a psychic healer that was trying to just inspire a rich guy, you know, rich, rich well, yeah. things so. out and beyond.
1: Cause then he also talked about how she drew all the energy through him. And then he just could only sit there with the quartz crystal yes, in his hands to try and redirect that energy in right. crystal,
0: uh, which, which kind of like, comes into addictive. play later when he's on one of his other South American journeys. And he like, you know, the, he, um uh, uh He goes on the ayahuasca trip, and the voice in the ayahuasca trip says that you will stop feeling it when the rain comes. And he was on like a big hike the next day, and he's like, well, there's no fucking rain anywhere, blah, blah, blah. And then he he basically gets like stopped in his tracks as if there was like an electric shock going through him. And he was standing there for like an hour. And eventually, these these huge dark rain clouds rolled in out of nowhere. It started raining, and then he felt okay again. But he was like, "It's like, well, I was bloody sore because my arms were up there for an hour, yeah, and all yeah. stretched out and whatever." <laughs> but um, so he basically had like a powder moment, like the movie Powder, where like <laughs> lightning struck him, but it was you know invisible electromagnetic energy. So, um, but he, you know, so he talked a little bit about ayahuasca. He talked about, um, you know, referencing kind of the DMT space and the. The, the consciousness there and things like that. He also mentions without saying the phrase, but like orthogonal time, which is, um, he says, you know, the, the, the intelligences outside of, of our reality, um, or, and, e- and even a little bit of the daemon kind of stuff. Cause he's like, he's like, which is part us and part something else. Right. They can see well, the river from tip to tip and we can only see the next bend, you know?
1: Right. Cause everything's observed and the planet and everything wouldn't be here unless you're observing it uh-huh. and nothing exist and and he's like it's not that they because uh, is that I, I watched two episodes and now i'm That's trying fine. to make sure i don't bleed into each other but yeah it was something about yeah it's not se what the fuck he's like it's
0: he said I just totally you know blanked. sometimes harry you will come to a time when you have to choose between <laughs> what is right and what is easy <laughs> basically um but it was something about
1: perception but he's like no they they got it wrong and it's you know something to oh to decode it right so it's not that we're
0: episode yeah okay in the first episode he's saying something similar about perception where he says he ultimately is saying the the bill hicks comedian quote that that anthony peak always quotes which is we are all you know young man on acid uh um finds that we are um all interconnected and we're simply one one conscious being experiencing itself subjectively and now back to matt for the weather or something like that so uh but it's 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 um what do they call that it's pandeism where we are all a small part of god or the divine or the this one consciousness and it is attempting to basically give itself amnesis which is making itself forget that it is god because if you're God and you're eternal and there's no other consciousness to interact with, it would be pretty boring. Right. So the first Kurt thing Russell style, guardians of the galaxy part, you the living Planet, but, uh, 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 but yeah, he, you know, like, and so it's, it's split itself into basically an infinite soap opera where each individual consciousness, each individual, I right, the concept of the, the letter I of me or whatever. Um, it's, it's a unique, uh, what did he, what did, I mean, Ike actually put it pretty good. He's like, we are a unique observance, uh, in time, right? Like we're just simply a, in a, something observing a, spe- a specific time. And he says, but just because we're all part of the same thing doesn't mean we're not unique. Cause we are unique. Like that's the mm-hmm. whole point because this, you know, whatever, whatever we are a part of wants to experience everything that consciousness could ever experience. Right. And right. so, um, which again, very much like the daemon, and then the higher level of the all the daemons are part of the go daemon, like the god daemon, um, like the collective unconscious, basically. Um, and then laddering up to the highest level, and I can't remember what that is, but um, but anyway, so but he, he as he gets the first level seems uh, first level, the first episode seems almost like harmless in a way, like he's like, Hey, I just right, want to right, talk right. about kind of holographic re- the real nature of reality he's very big into matrix symbology like the movie the matrix symbology. right right, right. uh and anthony peak is too and i mean speaking of anthony peak i've heard of david ike the most because as i've listened to like dozens of anthony peak interviews or his own podcast where he has guests on uh the, the, a lot of them will say, oh, yeah, that's kind of just like the David Icke thing where he talks about this in this book. And and he's like, what do you think about that? Anthony? And he's like, I don't like to talk about David Icke because he and I might say some of the similar things. But also there's lots of other there. There are plenty of new age whack jobs that uh, say the same things that I do. And there's also quantum physicists that say the same things that I do. But I'd rather listen to the people who have at least one foot on the ground floor of reality and he's like and so david ike and he's like plus david ike has a lot of collateral uh issues that i don't even want to associate myself with you know so
1: well uh, because again he talks about david ike in this special uh, that he's like and then i went on and had a bbc full-on interview he's in like a ski suit
0: oh yes yeah and yeah.
1: basically they just ripped was, him apart because like, he yeah, thought he Tom was gonna Walton be
0: show or some some chat show or yeah right. he's
1: like oh i'm this will be cool i'll get the word out there of all this metaphysical yeah. shit i've discovered or experienced and everyone just laughed at him and then he's like i went years where i just was being laughed at either in my face or yeah. behind my back and then that's also where he was like and then i became the most powerful one i didn't give a fuck about what anyone
0: thought Yes, that was his own again,
1: perception, how you perception Perceived, how and then you know what if you are what if you worry about what other people think of you you are then that exactly where if you don't yeah. then you are your own yeah which again like which i'm like the, okay that's nice yeah
0: plenty <laughs> of stuff that he says that's totally you know relevant and valid about the human experience right and yeah. and uh uh, but again, this is the first episode, and Steve watched the second too. And and as I read the descriptions for the next 13, next 12 episodes, they get they definitely get more and more specific, and it's more more and more about how, like, here's an episode about the archons and how they're the ones really pulling the strings to manipulate right. humanity into like a very common um trope. Um and, it, and it, it's also a valid one i mean it, it has very much been co-opted by lots of people that we've even covered on a guy like greg braden and you know amulet asshole medallion man um henry what's his name uh oh boy fuck
1: henry willis no we always thought it was like henry doug but it was henry doug henry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um god i cannot fucking remember his fucking name um but uh, yeah, yeah, Medallion Man, uh, William Henry. <laughs> there we go. I had to say. Right. I was going to say. I
1: think that's what we did in the past. Was always thought his first name was Henry, <laughs> yes, and, yeah. and it's like no, it's William <laughs>
0: Henry. And our fans kept correcting us in the Twitch chat. But um, the they bring up the whole fear of a technological dystopia that we are being pushed to, as opposed to being beings that are of the mind and of the inner self to understand the outer reality better. Right. And so as opposed to technology just provides us shortcuts and shortcuts rarely grant wisdom as human consciousness is supposed to gain wisdom. So that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing. And I'm, you know, I, I I feel like I fall somewhere in the middle. I think that most, your average person will probably, yes, use technology for shortcuts and whatever, but not everyone. And a lot of, a lot of the, not everyone's are the ones that actually drive, you know kind of the zeitgeist and how things you know what i mean so um but uh but they start uh they really harp on how it is the cabal it is the art they call it even in the, the episode description he called it the archontite, which is like the group of archons and Ar- archon is a term from gnostic Christ- christianity and the book of enoch too um where the archons were uh i believe the children of the nephilim right like they were the half human Mm. half half angel people who are considered evil and that's why god created the flood noah's you know the whole noah's ark flood was to kill not kill the wickedness of humanity but to kill the wickedness of his own divine creations too right right? like the angels that went the watchers that came down and fucked women and created the nephilim uh, or I, I'm sorry, I think the Archons were the Nephilim, but somebody correct me if I'm wrong. They're they're very closely related if they're not the same thing. So, and they they are kind of the ones that like the Islam uh, the Muslims think of as the Jin. Um, they're kind of the trickster elements. They're kind of the they're the unseen um, entities because, as it says in um, like you know Jewish mysticism, the Kabbalah, and the Old Testament, and the more mystic texts, that God took all of those Nephilim. And made them live in the dark places in the earth. And that is where they would never see heaven. They would always live in the earth because they were part now part of the earth forever. Which is like even Anthony Pete goes into stuff like that where he's like this could explain. And then he goes into the pineal gland and you know the science behind the pineal gland and, and all that stuff about how this stuff always happens in darkness because the pineal gland is our melatonin thing it needs to it, it it literally is a physical third eye that perceives light and dark in a certain way um and that's why uh, and when and when the pineal gland you know is in a certain amount of darkness and whatever the pineal gland has also now been proven to release dmt in the body at moments of high stress or death right and so that could explain a lot of why you know shamans were made to in some cultures live in caves for years and not ever see sunlight because it helped them to get in touch with the spiritual forces of the world right they could actually talk to they'd come out being able to commune with that that invisible world because they were in darkness and if they were in the sunlight it just wouldn't work right which also then as we always talk about an adventurous ghost and other stuff it's like why do they always have to be in the dark if these fucking incorporeal beings you know are can fucking phase in and out of our reality why did why do they need to be nighttime why does the moon have to be out for you know kind of shit too right but um but it is interesting these other theories as to maybe why that is but anyway david ike is very much saying that um these these people working for the archons those are the reptilians the illuminati the cabal right. the fucking so you know again if you were to just watch this episode you go hey he seems like a pretty interesting guy and, yeah, uh, cool Odina, guy was. and yeah. But uh, he definitely is like I mean he goes down the full QAnon, you know, rabbit hole. Um, I had a page here opened up and I think it closed because um the whole fucking before we recorded oh, I had a bunch of fucking shit. tech issues. Oh no, here it is, here it is. Um, so it's just reloading. So here are the top four claims that got David Icke in trouble during the pandemic. Uh, and it's like a factor, it's called fullfact.org and it's like a fact checking website. One of his first claims, asymptomatic COVID-19 doesn't exist, Uh, but the verdict was that asymptomatic transmission of COVID does exist and has been shown to be an important factor in how how the disease spreads. Uh, The number of overall asymptomatic cases, however, has been debated because it's hard to track those, which, you know, Uh, he then said, he claimed COVID-19 is a deliberate hoax designed to promote the climate change agenda. Yeah. Um, and the, their verdict on it is this is a misinterpretation of a book written in 2020 by the executive chairman of the world economic forum, which I've never heard of any of that. Sounds. Um, also there was a guy that was even a guest of Anthony Peake who was seemed like a pretty old school conservative British guy. And he but he was also a scientist, like a pretty, like he had multiple, uh, doctorates and stuff. He said a really interesting thing that I've never heard. I don't think it still makes any sense, at least to me. But he was like, he's like, we have all these young people complaining that there's too much carbon being emitted from our cars and from our factories and stuff. And yet we're all carbon-based beings. So for carbon-based beings to ever have too much carbon in the air is preposterous. And I was like, it's not that, like, we're ingesting it. It's like, it's that it's, like, was, you know. It's the basis of our life. That's why everything. ecology." You know, everything
1: like, is organic. The term organic means carbon based, right? Exactly. It's has a life form, but yeah.
0: Sometimes I like some silicone based, uh, yeah. you <laughs> <know>. <laughs> as I was, I was making booby shapes with my hands right, for people right. that are just listening to audio. So, um, but, uh, and then here we go. Uh, his other, his fourth main claim vaccine manufacturers have never claimed their vaccine stop transmission of COVID-19. Uh, they wrote, this is not true, and there's plenty of evidence to show how the vaccines do considerably reduce transmission. Now, they weren't one, ever made to stop transmission, right. though, either. They are just made to reduce the, the effects if you right. got it. And uh, ultimately, like, I understand and I've always said it, like, how, how horrifically bad the CDC and the vaccine company, Pfizer, Moderna, whatever, how badly they marketed and messaged their product. Right. Like, right it was right. so fucking bad. It's like, guys, you should have been fucking pasting faqs on every government website fuck send it to buzzfeed send it to every fucking media outlet post them up on telephone polls right like that was the time to do it and say here here's what to expect right and uh, but they didn't it was it was it was left up to social media and the masses to decide which is always a fucking mess so um, cuz but it is true cuz people are like well the polio vaccine it did eradicate the disease or whatever, right? right? And it, that,
1: it's just a different name. Yeah. I think when people think here vaccine, they yeah. assume a cure you're now protected forever when it's like, now this is just, it's a, di- cause it was also a different type of vaccine,
0: but yes. yeah. And all so, of
1: that was very hard to get through all the noise of yes. the craziness going on.
0: And it was also a, a relative, a, a new to the public vaccine technology, you know, antibody technology that had been using cancer treatment for decades, but not yeah. in uh, vaccines for targeting viruses, a specific right? virus like yeah and so uh, again, yeah, very confusing understandable people are confused and maybe a little mistrustful because you know our government isn't always trustworthy anyway but right um but yeah to to say that they lied about it is simply not true right right um i leave the line about covid to fauci huh uh, but uh, and then the last one the available covid 19 vaccines are a type of gene therapy so right. Ike is thinking that like we are being manipulated even at a genetic level to weaken us, to target us, to attack us from the inside. That's why they were pushing these vaccines. Um, but the the vaccines do not change genetic code or attempt to replace genes. Right. So, um, but uh, anyway, yeah. so, take even further into all yeah. this stuff. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna
1: say, I, if you were wrapping it up, I was gonna say, David, I, I think I will watch more of this just to see what he has to say. I know, but again, just—I yeah. don't want to promote and platform him, if you will, because he is yeah. so <laughs> problematic. But just—it's always good to see what the other side is talking about. I yeah. Guess. And, yeah, yeah. And again, unfortunately, he has some interesting points and topics. But
0: right, it's just, you know. it just—you know—it is—it's interesting too. Like, I guess I will give—I will give a little bit of you could call it respect or kudos or whatever to to gaia for putting on people who and i mean david ike has literally been banned from twitter facebook and instagram so um and like, youtube yeah like like putting putting a guy like him on to tell his own story um because even though i might not agree with his conspiracy stuff You got to go with free speech because the people go, well, no, it could be dangerous speech. And I'm like, that's also what Nazis said. You couldn't say certain things. That's what real fascists say is that you're not allowed to talk about certain concepts because you might convince other people to think in ways that we don't want them to. And so and that's always a scary thing, right? Because like if you are intelligent, you should be able to go, oh, this David Icke guy, he says some interesting things, but he says a lot of bullshit, right? Like, but there are just people that can't do that that does that mean we should censor people necessarily i don't think so you know i mean i yeah, don't it's, i don't give a shit if he got banned it's fine i, I mean i'm not going to defend him or anything at all that's yeah. not what i'm saying it but it's like i'm like hey at least guy is being pretty ballsy and putting him on their platform you right, know right. Kind of things so it's
1: just tricky yeah because then obviously things like january 6 show that people yes, are kind exactly. of exactly idiots so that's uh, yeah the other side of well but Could if, he you know, rile someone up so much? And,
0: yeah, but, and but be, ultimately, you're doing us—not you, but I mean—the ultimately censoring anyone or anything for the sake of a slippery slope argument is always a slippery slope. And it's you know, like it's like I don't know. It's it's one of those things where again, I'm not even saying he shouldn't have been because I also don't have all the information. I I have the big hits uh, with you know, kind of 2020 hindsight of the news, kind of aggregating all the shit here. Some of the stuff he said. Uh, now one of the bad things he said and why I might be okay with him getting banned, this is the other side of that coin, is, as you mentioned earlier, he does have some evidence that he's anti-Semitic, and yeah. that I definitely wouldn't agree with. I mean, hey, Thomas Jefferson, you should be able to say anything you want, and I'll defend your right to say it, even if I fucking hate it with every fiber of my being or whatever, right? But, um... Well, but, there's different ways of defending that, too, right? right? And, 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 there's, and right. also... Uh, as many people point out, it is not an American's right to be on a private social media company's platform. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah You know, yeah, yeah. so that's the thing. Do people that's, go? Yeah. No, you can't do that. It's it's not constitutional. I, just, it's I like, Do not give Facebook the like, right to
1: use my pictures. Right, uh, it's like you're hey, on
0: a private platform. Right, it's like no one is also, in, no one is stopping David Ike from creating a hundred thousand websites of Davidike.com and having pages where it's the same you know it's like he can still put himself out there you know he doesn't have to have these social media platforms they can do whatever the fuck they want right so um but uh but yeah anyway uh buyer beware with david ike for sure um it's uh he has interesting stuff but if there are a lot there are plenty of other people that don't seem to have weird QAnon anti-semitic undertones that are saying similar stuff about the nature of reality, holographic universe, um, yeah. the, the eternal return, like having a higher self, a daemon, like all that kind of stuff. So, um, uh, maybe go to them first. I mean, check this guy out. <laughs> if You want to see, he does very much have like uh penguin flipper hands, especially yeah. The, yeah. the right hand. But, um, but, uh, yeah, nice. I, think that's, I think that's a good, good yeah. little recap of that, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again it's called uh, he's a big matrix guy so it is where the fuck are my notes now uh his show is called escape the matrix and then this episode season one episode one was called the illusion of normal so that's on the Gaia network um but uh but yeah uh other than that um we are going to push this button have the music start. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> it's the, good the, to get in and out of that whole every. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that one. Uh, make sure and support the show at patreon.com slash probing aliens for two exclusive podcasts every month. One will be going up uh, tomorrow. And uh, listen to our other podcast, No Guts, No Glory, the Berserk podcast on your favorite podcast service. Uh, it's kind of an orange and black logo with three big old swords with mic- microphone pommels. But uh, head over to BlackHoleSupplyCompany.com for probingation Aliens merchandise, disc golf discs, and disc golf apparel uh, with that physical location inside Cape and Cal Collectibles in Fountain Valley, California. Uh, make sure and subscribe to the show. Make sure and tell your friends about the show. And uh, give us those nice five-star ratings. Give us those nice reviews and help us get found by other little astronauts out there uh other than that until then we're bye bye